today I want to talk about what I call holiday havoc, right? So it seems that this time of year, so December time, winter time, Christmas time, um, if you fall off, it tends to be the most damaging time to fall off, right? If you looked at your year in review, this is usually what messes you up the most, whether or not you failed or not during the year is irrelevant because at this time you really fall off. Okay. And I want to talk about why that's happening and I want to help you guys prevent it, right? Christmas is just around the corner or whatever you celebrate Hanukkah, all that celebrations, um, they, they are, they are here. So I want to make sure you are prepared and you enter the new year better off than when you, you ended it. Okay. Than when you ended this year. So I want you to, for a second, okay, I want you to think about where you were this time last year, okay? So what did your holidays for 2019 look like, okay? What did they look like? What did you do? Where did you go? Who were you with? What did you eat? Did you care what you ate? Did you eat everything in sight? Like, where were you? Yep, not caring, eating everything exactly. Um, how many meals did you have, right? Did you have a meal with your in-laws, a meal with your parents, a meal with the kids? Like how many different parties did you go to? An office party, right? Like crazy, right? Um, and what were your habits? What were your habits around this time last year, okay? And then I want you to think about um, how you felt by the time January 1st rolled around. How did you feel? Did you feel lazy? Did you feel bloated, inflamed, lethargic? Were you excited that Christmas was done and you could focus on your health now? Like, what did you feel by the time January 1st rolled around this year? How did you feel about the holidays being over? Were you happy? Were you upset with yourself? Were you glad it's over? Looking for a way to lose weight? Yep, exactly. So that's kind of been on repeat for a while. Some degree on that has been on repeat for a while, right? Um, and I bring this up because on average, women gain about 10 pounds. 10 pounds over the holidays very easily. And I have fallen victim to that year after year after year. I could probably count all the years, almost every year that I can remember of my adult life, I gained about 10 pounds at least, right? So then January 1st rolls around and now I got to worry about losing the 10 pounds I just gained plus the weight I already wanted to lose. And it's like, I was already defeated. Like, what the hell? I'm so far back. I, I should have just started in during the holidays. Right. And that's pretty, pretty common. And so another thing I want you to think about, this is crazy. And I did this recently and it blew my mind. So I want you to think of your best memories, the best memories you have around the holidays this time of year. What are the best memories you have? Put them in the comments. You know, who you're with, what are you doing? What are the best Christmas or holiday memories you have? Sliding with the family, Christmas presents, yeah, lots of different stuff. Um, and I want to tell you my memories, okay? So my best memories, I have like two really big ones. Um, one would be my mom baking, watching my mom bake all the time. She was a baking fiend. Is anybody else parents like that or are they like that themselves? Baking fiend. Like get out of the kitchen. I'm making like 300 cookies right now. Like she'd make peanut butter balls, haystacks, sugar cookies. Oh my goodness, what else? Shortbread, like so many. And then we'd have cookie tins, all Christmas coated cookie tins in the fridge. And we give away cookies as presents to teachers. Like that's just a wonderful memory I have. And we'd sneak all of the Christmas cookies when she wasn't looking. That's one of my favorite memories. 
Um, and then we try to like rearrange them so you can't tell that they were taken, right? <laughs> done that. Um, another memory I have is every, I think it was Christmas afternoon, we'd have a brunch. All the family would come over and we'd have a brunch with like traditional Scottish food, like haggis and scotch pies. Doesn't sound too delicious now, right? Um, <laughs> it's an acquired taste, haggis. Um, but the whole family would be there eating, laughing, opening presents, and that's just a really fond memory of mine. And when I did this exercise and I look back to all these fond memories, there was kind of one thing in common, and that one thing was food. Almost every wonderful memory I have um, revolved around food in some way, um, right? The baking, the brunch. And so I realized that, you know, food should have good memories. It should. But your good memories should not always have food right? And think of how many memories, not even just in the holidays, but across your life. Are, are you at a restaurant? Are you at a party? Are you sitting eating popcorn in front of the TV, right? Like just the really good simple moments in life. A lot of them involve food, which is crazy. Um, and part of the problem, part of the problem as to why this time of year um, is more dangerous for us, okay? Um, there's something in the air Christmas time. It's like, you know, that Christmas spirit or that holiday spirit where we associate food with those good memories, right? We associate, you know, whatever, that glass of eggnog with sitting by the fire, whatever it is, right? And what ends up happening is for so long, food equals warm and fuzzy, right? Do you know what I mean, guys? So when you eat that food, it reminds you of those wonderful memories you've had. And it takes you back almost, whether consciously or subconsciously, it takes you back to the last moment you had that type of food, right? And especially this time of year, you're exposed to all different types of food you don't normally eat throughout the year, right? Or you try to resist throughout most of the year. And so when we're exposed to it, we kind of go overboard, right? And so now, after years of repeating this habit, uh, food at, at the holiday times, food is warm and fuzzy. So if you want to feel good right now, you got to eat food. And that's kind of the cycle we've been stuck in. And what ends up happening is if you just indulge once, if you just indulge once because you want to relive that memory subconsciously and get those warm and fuzzy feelings, it's kind of downhill, right? And that's just this time of year, right? We have more time on our hands, right? People are usually uh, off from work, off from school, it's cold outside, so we're staying inside, we're less, we have less energy, we're more prone to cravings, just biologically in the cold, and um, now with COVID, there's nothing, there's nowhere to go, right, so this is the perfect recipe to have nothing else to do but eat, like it's everybody's favorite pastime has been eating, right, and so as soon as you indulge once, as soon as you um, play into this pattern once, it starts to snowball out of control. You guys know what I'm talking about? You've been there before, right? One cookie turns into two cookies or one glass of wine turns into a bottle of glass of wine, something like that, right? We, we let ourselves once, we, we, get, we get a moment of weakness once, and then we think it's okay to keep going. And then once we keep going, we convince ourselves, well, it's just the holiday season, so, okay, I'll take a break. I'm just going to relax and I'm going to start fresh in the new year. Who has said that before? Everybody's hands should be up. I'm just going to take a break, right? I'm going to take a break, right? And then you play this waiting game. I'm just going to wait till Christmas and the holidays and the craziness is over. And I'm just going to go really hard in the new year, 
right? Everybody has said that. I said that every year like clockwork. And for some reason I believed it every time, but it never turned out. Um, and it's crazy because the second you play that waiting game is the second you give yourself permission to have a free for all, to have an absolute free for all. Because what ends up happening is now you have a countdown in your head. Now you have a countdown in your head. And that countdown is how many days of freedom do I have left? Right? How many days of freedom do I have left until I got to start that crazy diet I was planning to do now? I should be doing now, but I'm going to wait. Right? And so when you're in this free for all mindset, this, I'm just going to wait until after I'm going to take a break. It just sounds crazy when you say it out loud. Like if you went to the doctor, would a doctor ever say, you know, you really need to stop eating healthy and exercising. It's not helping you. Like, would a doctor ever say that? Like, you really got to stop. Like, slow down on the healthy eating. Like, you're working out too much. It's really hurting you. Would a doctor, like, ever say that? So what are we convincing ourselves we need a break from? We deserve it. Let me relax. Well, what are you taking a break from? What are you doing that you need a break from? If the answer is something, uh, if the answer is something, it means you're doing the wrong thing. If the answer is nothing, it means you don't need to take a break and you're just tricking yourself into being lazy and taking the easy way out of just eating for those good emotions. Does that make sense? And so like you'd, you'd never hear a doctor say, you gotta stop eating healthy. So why do we think we get to take a break? Who's given us the right to take a break from being healthy? Like who, where did we get the idea that you can take breaks from being healthy? Isn't that nuts? Doesn't that sound absolutely ridiculous when we say it out loud? But we say it to ourselves in a way that we're like, okay, that makes sense. I've worked hard, right? This is the season where we relax. It's the end of the year. I deserve this. No, you deserve to treat yourself right. And you deserve to be as healthy as possible to live the best life as long as possible, right? And taking a break isn't getting you towards that, right? There's nothing to take a break from. You, we don't get the luxury of taking a break from health, right? We don't. The second you take a break from health, you stop working on health, you're working on illness, right? If you don't make time for wellness, you'll eventually make time for illness. And that's just the way that it is. So first and foremost, we need to realize like this time of year, we're very prone to getting stuck in that, let me just wait, let me start fresh in the new year. Why? Because it's easier to do that. And this time of year with the cold, with nothing else to do, we want those warm and fuzzy feelings, right? But waiting, is what perpetuates that, that binging and overeating cycle in the first place, right? Because, you know, think back to, to, to other holidays this time of year, you know, what happened January 1st? What happened? Did you start anything? Or did you just say, um, I'll start next week? Or did you say, I'll start in February? Or did you go balls to the wall and have salad seven days a week and do cardio seven days a week? Like there was no balance, right? By saying you're waiting, by saying you're going to wait until something is an extreme laziness. It's an extreme excuse, right? And if you ever make extreme excuses, you psychologically are going to try and compensate them for an extreme action. You're going to overcompensate and try to make up for the extreme over here by putting an extreme over here. But if we maintain that balance, we never have to pull our hair out. And that's kind of the key here. And so what I want you to do for a second is I want you to think about that future you that you're working towards. All right. So pretend you are her already. Okay. You've reached your goal weight. You've reached your dream body and you've reached your dream health level. You're there. How would she act during the holidays right now? What would she do? 
put it in the comments. What is she doing differently than you've already done or that you've done in the past? What is she doing differently? And I know you can think of specific examples because I know we all have specific triggers, right? What's the trigger that sends you off? How would future you respond right now? What would she be able to do or not fall victim to? What do you think that is? Write it in the comments. Make wiser food choices and not binge eat. Yep. Future you would have no problem saying no, enjoying everything, but enjoying it controlled. Future you would have no problem being able to control how much she ate. That's a fact, right? Because you can't have the body you want and binge eat at the same time. You can't have the body you want and have no self-control. It just doesn't add up, right? Two plus two doesn't equal five. It equals four. And so we need to kind of realize that if that's who you want to be, you need to start applying her to these types of situations, right? We need to be, you know, we need to say, this is her, this is how she'd act. How can I start acting more similar to her? Not be her completely, but you do have to be working towards her, right? Um, and so what ends up happening is because this time of year, we're more inclined to this, because this time of year, we suffer it more severely because of just the environment this, this holiday season puts us in. Um, and, the, and the fact that we don't really eat these types of foods very often, we end up thinking to ourselves, oh my God, I need to eat it all. I don't know when I'm going to get it again, right? And whether or not you're suffering from that thought currently, or you will over the holidays, or maybe that's something that you've had in the past. It's been there and it's been ingrained and your body physically responds to that. Your brain tells your body to keep eating because it doesn't know when it's going to get it again, right? And you feel like you have to eat it all now because you've put that time clock on your freedom for when you're not going to get it again, right? But that's just simply not true anymore, especially with Fit Queen. You could have a five course Christmas meal in the middle of summer if you wanted to, and that's fine. So the thought of I'm never going to get it again, it's just untrue. It's not right. It's false. It's wrong, right? It's going to feel like it's true in the second you get those warm and fuzzy emotions, but you need to take a second and then tell yourself, this is not true. I have access to this food whenever I want, whenever I need. Do I need it now? Then you can say yes or no and have some meaning behind it, not just an emotion behind it. Does that make sense? Okay. So an example was last Sunday. So the Sunday that just passed. Um, my dad had a little party. He had like a little Christmas party. Um, with just me and uh, Ryan and my sister and her boyfriend, so just a, a couple of us. And he had a baking party. He had a baking party. So there we go with the baking again. There we go with the good memories and food again, right? Peanut butter balls, cake pops, cookies, brownies. What else did she make? Uh, shortbread. Tons. We all we all had to bring um, we all had to bring one uh, thing to bake, and we all baked it there. And you know, if this was a couple years ago that would have really stressed me out. That would have really stressed me out. I would have been, you know, worried about what, how am I going to eat? How much am I going to allow myself to have? You know, am I going to feel full? Am I going to feel guilty? When am I going to leave and be able to get out of there? Like a couple of years ago, it would have really stressed me out because that type of situation, I was just not strong in. And in the past, I really overate. I ate so much that I would make myself sick. And, and I would always, and I knew I would do it, so I'd wear my stretchy pants to parties, right? Does anybody else have their eating pants? I used to have like eating pants, it was crazy. 
But this past Sunday, ladies, like I ate whatever I wanted when I wanted it. And I felt so good. And because I didn't think of food once, I had such an amazing time, such a good time with my family that I haven't had in a long, long time because I was focused about food. Now I could actually be present in the conversations, listen to the conversation, engage in the conversation, laugh, have fun, and not worry about what am I gonna eat? When am I gonna eat? How much am I gonna eat? I shouldn't have this. You shouldn't have that. I shouldn't have had that. Now I feel guilty about having that. And while I'm there in public, I'm having a private conversation in my head about food all the time. But that didn't happen because I've slowly reconditioned myself to number one, realize that this time of year is, uh, you're more susceptible to overeating and then realizing I just have to recondition and make more good memories without food being the center. Prove to yourself that you don't need food to have a good time or make a good memory, right? You don't. I'm sure you have, you can think of lots of ones where, you know, you didn't have food involved, but the, the holiday ones almost always have food involved. And because of this past Sunday, like it was just such a great feeling. I felt so free. I had this like weight lifted off my shoulder. I enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed the food. I didn't think about, okay, one more, one more, one more cookie, just one more cookie. I just said, I'm hungry. I'm gonna have this. I'm hungry. I'm gonna have this. And it felt so good to leave at the end of the night and not feel uncomfortably stuffed. Do you guys know that feeling? That feeling when you just know you ate too much and you know you shouldn't have? I didn't have that. And it felt amazing. I didn't have to wear my eating pants. I could wear tight clothes and not have to put on a sweater halfway through the night because I had a bloated belly. Like it felt really, really good. And so what I want you guys to take away from this is just recondition how we form those memories, right? Food should have good memories, but good memories should not always have food. That's a big thing. And every holiday is centered around food. Thanksgiving is turkey. Easter is, you know, Easter eggs. Christmas is whatever it is. Christmas cookies, eggnog, gingerbread, right? Like every holiday centered around food. And that's why it's so tempting because every single holiday in the past, you've had such good feelings around the food. And so you want to recreate those feelings, right? Especially if Christmas isn't as magical for you anymore. Like it's not as magical as it is now as it was when you were a kid, right? You wish it was sometimes. Sometimes you're like, oh, I wish I believe in Santa and I want, I want the lights everywhere in the house, the decorations. Sometimes you want that Christmas magic, but it's not there anymore um, to the same degree. And so we search for it in food. And then if we're not careful, the food becomes the only memories we have of the holiday. And then that's how you get stuck in the cycle. So my, my first line of defense for you ladies is um, create new memories that don't center around food. So like go, go sledding, go for a hike, you know, play games, watch a Christmas movie, but don't have it be all about the food, right? It's not food plus this, it's this plus some food right? And then start implementing more healthy options, right? Like have a potluck and make it a contest who can make the healthiest Christmas cookie. Like there's lots of different things that you can start to recondition, not just in your mind, but in other people, right? Um, tradition is a big hefty word. Tradition is a big word, right? Like people are afraid to say no, or it's insulting to say no and not eat someone's food, right? Because it's tradition. 
But if it's tradition, create your own tradition, right? Future you has all new healthy traditions, right? She's on point. She's energetic. You know, she's the one that bakes the healthy avocado chocolate chips cookies or whatever. She's on point, right? She's healthy and she's creating her own new traditions for the life she wants. She's not holding on to the old traditions that got her to the old her, right? That old you, the current you was formed by traditions and habits, right? Traditions and habits have made you who you are today. And we're trying to recreate, reshape. So along with the new habit and the new routine you're building, what are the new traditions you're building, right? Because you can have great habits in between the holidays, but what are the traditions you're gonna implement during the holidays? Because if, if we take a break every holiday, you're gonna plateau or you're eventually gonna creep back up. If we take a break every holiday, there's Christmas, there's New Year's, there's Family Day, there's March break, there's Easter, there's Victoria Day, Labor Day, Canada's Day, like we could go on and on and on and find a, and really you could find a holiday every month if you're really searching. There's something we celebrate every month or multiple times a month. And so if we take a break for every holiday, you're not gonna get anywhere. It's, gonna, it's going to push you right back. You made it to here before the holiday. After the holiday, you're back to here. Then until the next holiday, you make it back to here, and then you fall back after the holiday. And then you get stuck in that situation, and you wonder, you know, why in January 1st to December 31st, why am I the same person? Why do I look the same even though I lost weight during the year? You've been there before? Right? Th think of, think of uh, 2019, January 1st to 2019, December 31st. Where were you? Similar positions. Not a huge change. Even though you probably put in a lot of effort throughout the year and you went up and down and you made lots of changes throughout the year, you still end up back in the same spot because you, you're building the habits, but you're not filling in the traditions. Does that make sense, ladies? It's quite a cool concept because it's taking things to like one, one next level, right? What are the traditions you are building around the holidays? Because traditions are what you get the good memories from right? Everybody has wonderful memories of family traditions or cultural traditions, but make sure they're not the things that, that is the thing that pulls you back. Because the very thing we love the most can be the very thing we're most afraid to let go of. And the thing we're afraid to let go of the most is usually the thing we need to let go of the fastest. It's the one that's holding us back the most. And that's usually how the cookie crumbles, okay? Now I'm hungry and want cookies. So really quickly, ladies, in the comments, tell me what your takeaway is, okay? How are you approaching this holiday different, okay? Or how are you going to act like the future you? Or have you noticed yourself starting to fall back into, you know, let me take a break? Has anybody convinced themselves that it's okay to slow down? Maybe that's where you are right now and you really needed this call, right? So be honest, let me know what your takeaway is. Do you feel like you are slipping back? Did you tell yourself, I'm gonna take a break? Did you tell yourself, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and make it through the holidays and then go extra hard in the new year, right? So I'm gonna train, change my mindset, make new traditions, being mindful of what I'm putting in my mouth. Yes, enjoy myself, but know it's the not the last meal. That's so important because guys, at our core, we are animals. We're animals. Right. And, and, you know, depending on the dog, like my dog is super food driven. 
super food driven. And so if you put food in her, she's going to eat it all super fast because she doesn't know when she's going to get it again. It's that in animal instinct, right? But if a wolf is in the wild, you know, they're going to eat what they can get when they can get it. So that's our animal instinct, but we're not animals. We're not living like that. We know when we're getting our next meal and our next meal can be whatever we want it to be. So you're fighting that natural instinct too. So be aware that it's very real and it's there, but it's not the truth anymore. We've evolved very much so. Uh, define my desire with thought. Yes, maintaining an exercise regime. Yeah, that's another one too. So how many ladies on this call um, last Christmas or holidays maintained an exercise routine throughout the whole holiday? Put your hand up. No, right? Why? Because it's a relaxation time. We're taking a break, right? Crazy. So that's, so make this time different. That can be just one of the things that makes the time different. You're actually staying active. You're actually working out, right? Which is so different and a huge step in the right direction. Uh, slipping back to less food and water. Yeah, water, you know, what were you drinking this time last year? Maybe lots of wine, maybe lots of alcohol, maybe champagne on New Year's. Like, you know, those are little tweaks you can do too. Add more water, keep up with your water. This time of year, people forget to drink which also makes us more prone to cravings because uh, a lot of the time the brain mistakes thirst for hunger. A lot of the time when we're thirsty, it, it, our body thinks we're hungry. So we think we should eat, but we really just need to drink. Uh, I know to control what I eat and drink and be conscious of how it will affect my progress. Yeah, just be conscious, right? You know that on average women gain about 10 pounds uh, around this time. You've lived your life up until this point. You know the habits you fall into every holiday season. You know, you know, the, the excuses you're telling yourself. And you know that if you've been telling yourself to slow down and take a break, or if that does happen in the future, you know that there, that doesn't even make sense. Does it even make sense to take a break from health? Does that make, I can't even rationalize that in any way. So it doesn't even make sense, right? So once you realize, oh my goodness, I'm not even, I'm not even making sense, then you can make a more rational decision right? And like I did this past Sunday, I enjoyed my life and I made a memory that didn't center around food. Because the first thing I think of when I reminisce about that night was the fun conversations, not baking in the kitchen or eating the food. It was the conversations. And that's what it should be. The food was secondary, right? And so I, I, I hope you guys can make some of those memories this year. Even though maybe you're not, you might not be able to see your family as much, um, or that, you know, we're not allowed to go, go where, cause we're in lockdown. Um, but I want you to make memories that you remember the, the time, not just what you ate at the time. And I think that's really important. And I think once you can do that, you become a lot more happy. And I think your relationship with food becomes a lot less controlling because now you are able to create happiness, um, without food being present. And that's huge, right? Because some, to some level, you know, we're addicted to food in some way right? We're eating too much of it. Otherwise we wouldn't be overweight, period. So on some level we are addicted to food. Um, and because of that, we rely on it for something, whatever that is for you. You rely on it to cope with stress, to cope with emotions, to cope with boredom. We use it to fill a void. But if you can learn to take out that food and fill that void with something else, well, then you're completely free. Then life becomes a whole lot easier and you are in more control. And that's what this is about, right? getting healthy and losing weight is not just about getting healthy and losing weight. It's so much more mental freedom. 
and you have power and control over your life, your body, and your health. And very, very few people can say that. Obesity and depression is on the rise. It is on the rise. And it's crazy because in today's world, we have access to way more information than we've ever had before. So people know what to do and people know what they're doing wrong. They're just not doing it because they're not willing to fill that void with something else other than food. Because that takes a lot of work. Doesn't that just sound challenging? How do you fill a void? How do you, how, how do you fill the emptiness? Especially if you didn't think there was emptiness there. Realizing that it's there is tough enough. Sometimes it's too much of a realization. People don't even want to face that. And so what you guys are doing is uh, really rare and really challenging, but it's the only option there is if you want to live a fulfilled life. If you want to live a life with no regrets and you want to live a life being the best influence possible for your loved ones and you want to live a life um, filled with love instead of, you know, excuses and patterns being unbroken or, and, and, and letting things like taking a break from health be valid to you. Like that's never the, the, the key to happiness. Waiting is never the answer for happiness. You go and get it and you figure that out. And that's what we hear. That's what we're here for. And that's what we do. And so I really want to make it a challenge to you ladies to go create memories over the next week or two, create memories that are not centered around food. Do you know how to do that? Do you think you can do that? Think we can figure that out? Yeah, we can do that. And I think it will be, um, and I think it will be very freeing for you guys. 